you know what? At least the first time was the, the rough one. We'll get better. Isn't that how it always goes? Right. No, I'm a perfectionist. I'm good. You have enough questions that it'll last long enough for them to care and remember that you were actually there. Interviews yeah. are hard. Right? I haven't done it since college. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to hurt anyone. We're talking about interviews or sex. You don't want to be inappropriate, right? It's like, man, like. Also, did you just say the first time's always bad? Because that's not usually my experience for the most part. Oh, it must be nice to be a girl. I'm sorry. Wow. Must be nice to just get to be amazing at everything. And that's not. That's not to say that that's never happened, but it. It was just. It's not fair because we are judged so anatomically. And you guys aren't. <laughs> yeah, clearly. So you know nothing about that, <laughs> right? <laughs> nothing. Right. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose this battle every time, so we should just head into Fine. this episode. <laughs> Is this the intro? I think that was the intro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Every time. No. Sure, we can have it be the intro. Okay, We're all adults good. here. Um, so episode number two, I'm very excited for this and we have our first interview, which, uh, Mello and I are very excited about because it's Hunter Dozier. Uh, we look a little differently in the interview cause we actually did it last week. That's because the, I had to stop and put all my Kansas city Royal stuff. On. Right. Mello swagged the fuck out in like Charlie hustle stuff. I didn't want him to out. come in and see like all this A's bullshit in the background. And it's then be like, why am I even here? So that's why I decked out in Royals. Glad we addressed the A's fandom from our good friend Paige. But yes, Hunter Dozier interview coming up in the show. Also, uh, we're giving away a Boulevard prize pack. So you get a t-shirt, a koozie, and a Hunter Dozier poster from our friends at Boulevard. All you have to do is retweet the tweet and share follow the us. Instagram. One of those two things, right? That's it, Paige? Yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. I've been getting a lot of notifications on Instagram of this person commented on your yes. post. So I think we're off to a hot start. The Welcome only thing I'm being like an, on, yeah. on my phone is for our Instagram account. That's it. Everything else, no notifications. I have all on. Being famous is hard. You have to turn all that stuff off. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, Ross. Oh, okay. Wow. Being famous wow. is your doctor. Right? I'm going to start calling myself Dr. Miller. So... Did go to school to be a paramedic, so really, really close. close. <laughs> really close. Um, if there's an emergency, call a real doctor, right? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, probably do, actually. It's been a long time since that happened. Um, so let's just go to the Hunter Dozier interview, and then we'll come back and get into the rest of the show. Guys, it's only fitting the first guest on the Two Guys and a Girl podcast would be a Kansas City Royal. Fuck your A's, Paige Kuhn. No one cares about them, but we get the amazing Hunter Dozier today. Uh, I can honestly say one of my favorite baseball players, and I'm not just kissing his ass because he's on here with us, but Hunter, thank you, dude, for taking some time for two Royals fans and an A's fan. Hey, well, I appreciate it. Glad to be on. Hey, clearly, I'm not kissing any ass today either. I just swagged out on the Royals stuff. Yeah, for real. That's like serious. I mean, I have all the A's bobbleheads behind me, but I wasn't even going to bring it up, but... Shots fired already. Had to out you. Uh, Hunter, before we get into the uh, off the field or more like off topic stuff, uh, do want to ask because Mello and I being Missouri guys and Kansas City basically being our second home, obviously you're involved with Boulevard, the communities that Charlie Hustle's doing, which like Mello is on brand today, rocking the Charlie Hustle. Uh, so you got to love that. We didn't even tell him to do this. He's just good at it. Uh, but what do you have going on with Boulevard and Charlie Hustle that folks outside of the Kansas City area might not know about? Yeah, so basically they're helping me because I partnered up with Big Brothers Big Sisters. So um, Charlie Hustle created that T-shirt. Charlie Hustle and Boulevard kind of came together and helping me raise money. 
um, to give back to uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, Kansas City. So um, I, I love what they're doing. The shirts turned out awesome. Me and Whit both have one. Um, there, I know we raised a pretty good amount of money this year. I know COVID kind of hurt some stuff, but um, uh, they're doing a really good job. And um, yeah, I'm just thankful for Charlie Hustle and Boulevard to kind of help help us out. Those are two pretty strong Kansas City brands. I'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure it was hard to choose from. Like, hey, where do I want to go to help my uh, raise money for this charity? Yeah, I mean, when I when I got called up in 2016, I knew I wanted to help out the community in some way. Um, and me and my agent were kind of talking, and Big Brothers Big Sisters was an organization that stood out. Um, and we got in contact with them. Eric Hosmer used to be their their guy with the Royals. Um, he wasn't here anymore, so we thought it was kind of just a good good time to kind of push me in, um, continue to help that organization, and they do amazing things, so I couldn't be happier to be with them. You mentioned COVID. Um, I know you did have it. Um, just if you want to talk a little bit about kind of that process and finding out and kind of what kind of that happened and all that. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. I found out um, that I tested positive like the day before opening day. Um, we were supposed to leave to St. Louis to play our last like tune up game and then, um, fly to Cleveland for opening day. I found out that morning, um, that I tested positive. Um, it was at the time I was feeling great. Um, I, my wife was with me and our two kids were with me. Um, we were both feeling great. The kids were doing fine. So I was like, I was pretty frustrated because I'm like, man, season's about to start. I just tested positive for COVID. I felt okay. And then no kidding, like two hours later, like I felt like I got hit by like a train, me and my wife. Like I felt like I had the flu. Um, it kind of just took over and it lasted about a week. Um, so I definitely, I definitely had a lot of symptoms that COVID had. Um, luckily the kids never showed any symptoms, you know, we were safe around them and stuff. But I think the biggest thing was just, we were so tired not feeling well, but we still had two little ones to take care of. Um, so that was the toughest part. Um, yeah, it, it was rough. It took us about two weeks to kind of fully, you know, get over it. Um, but it was definitely not fun. And that's what I was going to say. Like, so obviously, you know, we kind of all think, I oh, people are symptomatic about two weeks, but how long did it take you after those two weeks to feel like, you're a professional athlete? Like you're not just coming in and like sitting at a desk like us. Like how long did it take you to feel like you were back to, where you were before you tested positive. Yeah. So that first week I didn't do anything. I, I couldn't do anything. I was really sick. Um, and then that next week I started feeling a little better and they gave me the okay to kind of do some like low cardio, um, work out a little bit. Um, and that was kind of for another week. And then they kind of pushed me right back into baseball activity. Once I kind of got cleared, um, that I wasn't contagious. Um, so yeah, my body wasn't, really ready to get going yet. Um, I had a, I had a tough time breathing. I had to get an inhaler, which I never used before. Um, and I used the inhaler for a good two, three weeks after, um, I got back with the Royals. Um, I think the biggest thing I noticed is like my energy level. Um, my breathing came back normal, but my energy level never, it never got to what it like normally is in a season. Like I'm a guy that I don't drink energy drinks or pre-workout or anything. And I drank more energy drinks and pre-workout this season than I ever have. I don't know if it was mental or something, but um, I just didn't have the energy that um, 
I used, you know, I typically have, but um, hopefully everything's in the past and I feel good now. So yeah, Even we'll with like your, your energy being low, do you think that not having fans in the stands played into it at all? Obviously uh, COVID probably the main reason for that, but what was it like playing in stadiums that were pretty empty? You know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, of course, I mean, we love the fans and we want the pack stadiums. Um, they bring the intensity, the emotion to the game and everything. Um, but once the game kind of started, the only time you notice that there wasn't fans in the stands was like when a big moment happened. So like if it's a close ball game, somebody gets a big hit, like you only hear the dugouts, like the coaches and the players. Uh, instead, the stadium would erupt. So you missed that part. Like if, you know, if I did something personally well, like, it's good like to see the dugout go crazy, but makes you feel even better when the whole stadium feeling crazy. So you miss that um, kind of that momentum stuff, momentum that the fans create for each team. Um, so that was, that was the toughest part, but you know, once you got in the game, like competing wise, I mean, you're so kind of locked in. Um, you don't really notice until something big happens and you're like, Oh, there's no fans. In terms of like the season though, I know it's kind of unique in the situation of like you didn't know if you were going to play or not, but one of the knocks on baseball is that the season is super long. Did you enjoy having sort of that shorter season and playing more games in that short amount of time? Or was it kind of a weird thing for your body to get used to? It was, it was weird. We always said, like, I've always said it, it, this was the shortest, longest season ever because like you went to spring training and you we were almost about to break and then everything got shut down and then we were just kind of like a limbo like we don't know if we're gonna play so you're just trying to stay ready working out hard hitting every day hoping to get that call that hey things are gonna get turned around well it didn't happen for two three months um and then you go to summer camp and then that's three weeks and then season starts um but the cool aspect of it was that it was like a 60 game sprint so like me personally, I've never played like baseball in August where, you know, we're fighting for a playoff spot. Normally we're pretty, you know, far out of the standings, unfortunately. So it was cool to kind of be in the playoff picture all the way up until that last week. Um, so that was really exciting. Like each game was a little more intense because I think they said like, if you lose one game, it's like losing three or something like that. Um, so it being shorter kind of made it a little more intense and, um, it, it kind of made each game count a little more, which was fun. Uh, so enough about uh, COVID because uh, it's depressing. Uh, we've seen, I think, though, an explosion this year of players expressing themselves more in Major League Baseball. Like, you know, I, like I'm a football guy and like we've seen touchdown celebrations kind of become the norm. And in basketball, obviously, the players are incredibly expressive. This year, and I don't know if it's Tim Anderson's fault or not, but like the bat flip was everywhere this year. So are you a traditionalist? Do you hate the bat flip? Or are we going to see some Dozier bombs next year where you're flipping that fucking thing down the third baseline? You, you won't ever see me flip it. Um, Damn it. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I think, I, I think that's the way the game's going. Um, I think they're trying to bring more excitement to the game. Um, and I, I'm all for it if it's in the right spot. Like, First inning home run, someone's flipping their bat. Okay, come on. If it's a big spot in the game, a walk-off home run or, you know, just like a big moment in the game, okay, show your excitement. Like, everyone does. Um, so, I think there's there's kind of a, 
you can do it at certain times, but other times, like, just be smart about it, I think. So this would be like when a DB, like, celebrates making a tackle 15 yards downfield. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But if you make a game-winning interception, go off. By all means, yeah, have fun. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for that. I can get on board. That, that's kind of where I stand on the whole thing, too. Like, I like to see the excitement of the players, but like you said, like, First inning double, no. Just drop the bat and get your ass <laughs> to second base. Uh, walk off home run, throw it anywhere except for the crowd. I I'm on board <laughs> with that one. Uh, speaking of home runs, though, like I follow you on Instagram. You've been giving up some home runs yourself to your son in your backyard. What's it like giving up dingers to your own kid? Hey, I hope I keep giving up those home runs the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun, though. He loved it. It was really, I think, the worst Thing about this year was not having my family to come to the games um, because you know we don't play baseball for forever you're not in the big leagues for forever so this was just another year that they couldn't you know really get to enjoy and my son turned three so he's kind of really starting to get into baseball and stuff so he would have this would have been his first year to kind of really understand you know what was going on um, so that was kind of the biggest disappointment about this year is you know they couldn't enjoy it by coming to the games and stuff it's just like a year wasted of them enjoying seeing their dad in the big leagues. Yeah. Speaking of seeing the guys in the big leagues, who was somebody you faced um, that you were like, man, I did not expect that coming from them in terms of pitchers. <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good pitchers. Um, I'm trying to think this year. Um, I, well, I remember last year when we faced Garrett Cole, I mean, that, He's sitting 99 all game with a really good slider. Um, you know, Flaherty's real tough at bat too. Um, there's so many. I mean, it's hard to think on the spot, but it's each team has a handful of guys that you're like, man, like, and it just keeps getting better. Like everyone's throwing mid nineties with good off speed pitches. Um, the game's getting tougher for sure. Yeah, and I feel like, too, you guys were talking about player reactions. I feel like pitchers are getting a little bit more chippy. Like, when they're getting big strikeouts, like, guys are really jawing, and I think that's going to be more of a thing than bat flips these days is pitchers going real crazy and screaming after getting big outs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bauer, Bauer loves doing that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one that does I was going to say, he definitely, like, he was the guy who started that. Yeah. yeah. He was doing the whole Conor McGregor billionaire okay. strut. <laughs> uh, so, something Melo and I talk about, a lot, Hunter, is would you rather be hit by a fastball from a major league pitcher or sacked by an NFL edge rusher? I feel like you are now an expert in this field. So, I mean, like we've all been hit by a pitch, but like in high school, you know, it's a little bit different. I maintain being hit by a pitch would hurt worse than being sacked by Chris Jones or Frank Clark. So I mean, you can it, answer this once and for all. I think it depends on where you're getting hit with the fastball. Yeah, if like a kidney. If it's arm, leg, like thigh area, I'll take that every day over the getting sacked. But if it's like elbow or face um, or even like the shin or something, I might take the sack. That's where I stand on it. <laughs> like I've not to your level have been hit by a pitch before like it hurts for a while but i can still get my ass to first base yeah i've seen too many quarterbacks have to get carted off the field <laughs> so i'll take my chances uh with that pitch every day and speaking of equipment one thing that's special about you though is like you're a one batting glove kind of guy what why one batting glove for you you didn't go with just the no option or two 
I know. I, I don't really know why or when it started. I know I was young. Um, like when I watch videos or pictures of me when I was a little kid, I was wearing one batting glove. Like I don't exactly know why I started doing that, but I've tried going back to two, definitely when it's really cold at the beginning of the year. Um, and I just can't, it doesn't feel right. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really have a good answer. I just, I've always done that. So, and now that's like the normal. When I was growing up, uh, kind of poor, we used to just share batting gloves. So like I would wear the left one <laughs> and then my friend who was left-handed, he would wear the right one. So we would each have one batting glove. So, um, maybe you started a trend when you were little. Yeah, maybe. So you're a Texas guy. I'm curious how a Texas guy ends up, not to say that it's not a baseball state, but it's definitely a football state and you did play football. So what was the, the transition into that and was football your first love or was it always baseball? It started out as baseball. And then when I got into middle school and high school, being in Texas, I mean, football overrides everything. Um, so in high school, I was a quarterback and I remember I would be in spring football, which is during baseball season and spring football took priority over baseball season. So I remember like missing practices or being late to like games or something because spring football was more important. Um, so I loved football. Um, I had a bad injury my junior year that made me miss all of my baseball season and um, my junior year. So once that kind of happened, I came back and played my senior year uh, for football, but I kind of knew after that injury, I shattered my collarbone. It was, it was pretty nasty, but um, I knew like at that moment that, I was probably going to focus on baseball more um, after high school if I was able to. Uh, Hunter, we, we know we're taking up a lot of your time. I just have one final question for you. End this debate for me once and for all. Texas barbecue or Kansas City barbecue, which is better? And now we've asked Mahomes this and he was like, oh, like they both have their things. Like, no, which one's better? I think Kansas City, <laughs> honestly. There we go. I he doesn't so. want to get booed. He has to say Kansas City at this point. Right, right. No, I honestly think so. Um, I love Kansas City barbecue. Maybe because I eat so much barbecue during season that when I come <laughs> home, I don't really eat that much barbecue. <laughs> so I'm eating more of Kansas City barbecue, but I do love Kansas City barbecue. Do you have a, a, a favorite spot? Because like the debate is like, is it Q39? Is it Joe's? There's like hidden gyms all over the city. Like you really can't go wrong. Do you have a favorite spot though? I love Joe's. Yeah. Yes, that's the answer. For people who are listening to this not from Kansas City, and we get asked all the time, like, hey, I'm coming to Kansas City. Where do I go? Boulevard and Joe's. Like, yeah. just go to those two places and you're going to be fine. Uh, I did want to say uh, the bulldozer shirt and koozie, they benefit the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Kansas City. So every 25% of the proceeds from the T-shirt and the koozie, uh, those go right back to the Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And thanks to you and Boulevard, we actually have five Hunter Dozier and Boulevard prize packs we get giveaway. So Thank you for being awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks to Hunter Dozier. Thanks to Boulevard. And, uh, of course, Big Brothers Big Sisters. You guys, check that out. Uh, where 25% of every T-shirt sale goes to Big Brothers Big Sisters. Something Melo and I try to help out with here in the Joplin area. And by help out, I mean we go to Beer Fest and drink their free beer. Right? But you have to. That's all we've done. Buy it. Take it. Ours are free. I know. I realized that halfway through. <laughs> we I was trying to did nothing. Oops. But we support them. Yeah, but we also love anyone who's supporting anyone on this podcast in terms of kids or anything or any charities. Right. If you want to come on our podcast, come on our podcast and pump it up because that's what we're all about. Spreading some right. good, good love here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paige, uh, 
happy birthday, right? It's yeah. coming up. Today, when, well, today. I guess when this episode comes out, it will be my birthday. Okay, let's so. talk about this. You are now how many years old? I'm going to be 28 years old. 28. God, oh, that just feels man. like an adult. It, it does. It does feel like an adult, <laughs> which I just want to dispel any rumors about my personal life. I know Paige just turned 28. I'm not interested in dating her, so thank you. I thank know that's you. my number. But no, I'm not interested. No and normally I'd be offended by a guy saying something like that, but I'm super not offended by you saying that. And I wow, appreciate you saying that. The hair color is all wrong. The hair it's color all is all, way wrong. Way wrong. And, and I, I, have, I have no tattoos. As right. of now. And I'm too short for you. So yeah, I do really like tall guys. But yeah, yeah. no. So the big two eight. Um, but I did just want to take a moment and say... Um, I have like a really great support system and including you guys, but like my friends and family are the absolute best and they all listen to this podcast and they've always been like super supportive of me always, but especially on this new venture. So I just wanted to shout out all of them and say, thank you for listening. I love you guys. It means so much that you've texted me, sent me cards, all kinds of things. And I love you guys so much. Um, yeah. Enough feelings that let's talk some football. Don't you cry. Well, wait, yeah, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, don't you cry. wait. I, I don't, we didn't plan this, but I, I want to do something right now. Oh God. Uh, Mello's birthday, birthday will be Monday. So we will go between episodes with both of your birthdays happening. It's birthday week. Oh, so, birthday week. We should have got cake or something. I should have big country bringing cupcakes, but yeah. I just realized that yeah. both your birthdays were damn it. Next Mello, time. how next old are you going to be? Not 28. Not far from it. 33. It's a rough, like 33 is like, I don't know. I don't like it. 32 is like, whatever. Don't care. 33. It's like, am I in my mid thirties now? No. Do I have to have like a midlife crisis? I'm in my No, not until you're 35. (laughs) Thank you. That was oddly (laughs) accurate for when my midlife crisis happened. So, you know what? Best friend dies. You just start buying shit. So it happens. Uh, do you have a birthday message for anyone? Uh, no, I don't really like a whole lot of people. So I guess just <laughs> thank you to the people who are actually watching and listening to this podcast. Pages, friends, and family. <laughs> right. Very, very true. Very true. Now, I have a great support system too. Obviously, uh, doing this podcast with you guys, uh, our dude, Big Country, who's in office with us, parents, I've got one hell of a support system. And cute daughters. Very cute daughters. All right. They're okay. They're okay. Uh, so enough mushy, sappy Ugh. bullshit at the top of the show. Gross. Uh, but the Big Ten's back. Uh, the Pac-12 uh, will be soon. But Paige, uh, you are obviously college football deputy editor for Bleacher Report. Mello and I cover college football through various mediums. College football is back uh, in the Big Ten. I'm very excited about this because this past weekend, so number one, Texas didn't play. And then number two, there was no Big Ten play. So I was like, I mean, going to watch an Alabama-Georgia was a lot of fun. It was a good game. But college football definitely misses Ohio State right now because no one is even close to Alabama and Clemson. So for me, it's like, at least with Ohio State, maybe we get someone who deserves to be ranked in the top four. Yeah, and my big thing is, like, the schedule has been not great. I think when we realized that the Big Ten was canceling their season and the Pac-12 followed suit right behind them, it was like, well, we'll still be fine. We have the SEC, we have the Big 12, and ACC, like, no big deal. And then you realize that you don't have the Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio State every Saturday. That takes a big chunk out of your schedule. So I was very excited to get the Big Ten back. And even looking at the Saturday slate of games, like kicking it off, it actually kicks off on Friday night, which is going to be really cool. But even Saturday at like 11 Central, you get Ohio State and Nebraska, like Welcome back, Nebraska. You teased about wanting out of the conference. Oh, now come get your ass kicked. Oh, my God. 11 a.m. Saturday morning, the beating begins for Nebraska. 
You yeah, Nebraska too. I feel bad for it. I, too. I don't. I don't. That that whole thing was such a mess, and um, their president was the one that was like caught on the hot mic. Um, and right. I just thought that was the funniest thing of all time when that schedule came out that they played Ohio State first, and I was like, "That's kind of what you get." Wisconsin second, I think. So. Yeah, they got it's something ridiculous. Trail. Yeah, it's it, not good. It's not good for them. But yeah, I'm happy the Big Ten is back. I'm happy we get to watch Justin Fields play because that was probably like the biggest blow of not having that. Yeah. But I also think too, like the Big Ten is like, there's a lot of personalities. We forget like, because we're so distracted sometimes by the SEC that like, there are some really great personalities. Like I can't wait to watch Minnesota play. Like I, I really love Wisconsin playing, even though some people wouldn't say that's necessarily the sexiest of football, but um, it is fun. And also I think people are starting to miss Pac-12 after dark. Like there are games, oh, yes. like stuff's over at like 9am on the West Coast. And that's like kind of weird for all of us over here. <laughs> Um, it's probably nice for you guys because you get to go to bed. But I think um, having the Pac-12 back and like there can be games that are later, but nothing replicates Pac-12 after dark. So I'm really excited right. in two weeks, I think, after this one. I love that excuse of like, so this past Saturday, our guy Big Country and I went to our favorite bar, watched the game. And then when Alabama Georgia was over, a lot of people in that bar were like, they want to go to a club and I don't do that because I'm, I have cowboy boots on right now. Like I'm not sorry. No offense to anybody who does it. I wasn't there. Just not my scene. <laughs> uh, right. I don't want my job. Oh my God. Mello is such a clubby. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Not this past week. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but my thing is if there's Pac-12 after dark built an excuse, like now I got to go home and watch Washington state play. So it's yeah. perfect. It's like That'll the perfect fun. built in. Yeah. I got to watch Washington state without Mike Leach. It's going to be fun, but it is nice to have, not only an excuse to not do things you don't want to do on Saturday night, but I've, I, I want to be a homebody. I'm not one, but I want to be, and I'm hoping that this makes me more of one. That's not going to happen for you, but I get what you're saying. I, want to, I just want to try to be like you. Right. Or say, I'm just right. stay home. Like, that wasn't a put down. That was, was oh, no, it. It was like the most like, backwards compliment. I was like, wait, is he insult? No, he's no. complimenting him. Okay. No. My man's a homebody. I People take it know. as a compliment. I rely on no one else for my own happiness. It's all built from within. I will say, you... <laughs> that was not a compliment. That was a shot fired. Shots fired. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I'm just, I'm naturally like a happy, easygoing person. Like I got a lot going on for me in life, so I'm... I'm good. I don't have to be like out and around people. I'm just digging a hole, aren't <laughs> you? Matt, are Matt needs to find, from what I gathered, Matt needs to find happiness from other people. He doesn't right. have a lot going on in his life. I have nothing going on in my life, right? <laughs> nothing. Oh, oh, wow. This is some backhanded compliments right? all over the place. Yeah, it's I noticed fun. I didn't get shouted out in the birthday message. I didn't get, I didn't get nothing. So, Wow. <laughs> I am excited for the Big Ten to come back. Um, Justin Fields is the big one. And I think I saw that he was voted the consensus offensive player of the year. No one else even got a vote. He was voted Big Ten consensus. I mean, like Rondale Moore. Right. No one else. Just Justin Fields. Rashad Bateman, nothing. Rondale Moore is going to be good, but I mean, he still plays for Purdue. That's just the nature of the beast. It sucks. I do want to ask, uh, not in the rundown, where does Michigan finish in the Big Ten? Fourth? Like as a whole, as a whole conference? Yes. Yeah, probably so. Because yeah. I think Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. And then I would have Minnesota. In Minnesota. Iowa. And Wisconsin. Oh. Right. Like Michigan Maybe. could be bottom half. Of the yeah, game. I was just going to say they yeah. could be really far down. I'm, I'm excited to see their new quarterback, though. Uh, what's his name? Joe Milton? Joe Milton time. Uh, he's a big athletic quarterback. I want to see 
what Harbaugh does when he gets his hands on him. So he's probably going to suck quite a bit. Um, but there's a lot of potential there. I mean, I feel like we've seen that show before. Right? Yeah, Even I as I was say. saying it again, it's like, wait, Harbaugh gets his hands on a quarterback. That's right. not a good sign usually. So, But I think there's some potential at Michigan. They've got a big running back coming back. Chris the defense Evans. is still pretty good. I think they could still have a good season. I love Jim, and I mean no disrespect, but he just makes it so easy to make fun of him. Like, I I appreciate that because on Twitter it makes it really nice for me. But um, – and also just, like, narratives. He just, like, fits right into them. It's the same thing every year. So – and, yeah, he's still not going to beat Ohio State. So The upgrade, though, from the pleated khakis to the Lululemon is one of the best upgrades a man can make. Like, those are great pants, by the those way. Those pants are amazing. I'm just a little – like, I have short legs and a long torso. I know that's a lot of information, but their pants aren't the greatest for people who are built, like – a troll like me um but god damn it they're comfortable not sponsored yet if you guys want to we're open but so man, if it makes you, you explain the pants to me so okay, they, i so didn't know they had men's hold pants. on if it makes you feel better matt my brother is six eight and also Enjoy. wears those pants because they have a good fit and you can order them for really really tall people so it's yeah. not it's they're very versatile are they called like the one two three pants what are yes, they called? but they have like a lot of different ones for guys now so it can look like a khaki but it's gonna feel like a sweat pant almost. yeah it has like stretch fabric. It's waterproof. They're great for traveling because they don't like get wrinkled up or stretched okay. out. Okay. Like, They're they like, you can dress it up or dress it down. Exactly. It's either or. Also, for our female listeners, they are the best. Makes note to They are the best. Guys, if you have a wife or girlfriend, buy her those. Trust those me. Those pants are just Lululemon leggings. Those leggings. There's <laughs> something different about them. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be a brand snob. There's something different about them. I don't know what it is. I, I love lemons. If it's the spandex content versus the cotton, I don't know. I don't <laughs> We're getting into some dangerous territory. <laughs> They're amazing. I am a full endorser of this product. I know the brand name. I don't know the ins and outs of the fabric. That <laughs> I saw a lot of that. Just different. <laughs> they are. They were, tagline. It's just different. It's just different. I know. It's, it's actually really annoying because they're so expensive and you don't want to spend money on them, but you're like... Oh, but like just... $120 to have your ass look, it's peak. Oh. I don't think that's bad. Does, it, does that go for the men pants It does. Well? <laughs> like, I, like I look like I do squats when I wear their pants. I'm going to wear some So they tomorrow. come with like built-in padding no no but i maintain i have a much better booty than you give me credit for oh Um, boy so So we're talking about debate yeah we're talking about tight pants but let's (laughs) let's move right into baseball because um the world series good good segue who do you guys got i mean i'm torn in this one i really am because uh, when you look at the Dodgers lineup, I really love Clayton Kershaw. And there's probably not a player I'm rooting for more in this series than Clayton Kershaw. But at the same time, I want to see the low-budget Rays finally get a World Series ring. I, I've been waiting for this. I, I want to see them do it. I love when these low-budget teams do it. Like when the Royals did it, obviously, it meant a little more because I'm a Royals fan. But to see a team with like the 28th lowest budget in baseball win a world series and do it the way that they've been doing i'm kind of here for it so this is a win-win for me like if the dodgers win i'm happy that they recovered from the astros and all that bullshit but if the rays win i'm super happy to see a low budget team do it same that's exactly how i feel like i want clayton kershaw to get over that hump and like finally like this would be could be the defining moment of his career like the greatest pitcher i think of the last 10 years doesn't have a ring has really struggled in the playoffs like i want to see that so I'm rooting for the Dodgers, but there is that part of like, I want that small market. And it would be cool to see the Tampa Bay Lightning win and then have the Rays win. I think the Buccaneers even have a shot. So like, 
of all the sports cities in America that have a sweep this year, we're talking about Tampa fucking Bay. Like you're known for strip clubs and dirty water and you could have three championships in one season. Like that would be phenomenal. Sorry, Tampa fans. <laughs> Love your teams though. <laughs> Not your city. Yeah. I mean, I obviously would want a, the low-budget team to win it all to be the A's um, more recently, but that obviously is not happening. Um, I'm obvi- I'm going for the Rays. I besides the the uh, obvious Cody Bellinger, um, I don't really have attachment to many Dodgers. I guess I love Mookie Betts. That's not fair. So you got um, Mookie Betts, Corey Seager. Like he's having, he's a amazing. Yeah, postseason. but I also you have to realize I'm from the Bay Area, so I spent a lot of time with Giants fans. So for me, the Clayton uh, Kershaw yeah. thing is like it's hard. Like I, he's, he's it's like a great guy and, uh, you know, has an adorable family. But I, I, I think it's funny to see all of that stuff on Twitter. Maybe I've been a Did little brainwashed. Did you know that he, um, he knows Matt Stafford? A lot of people don't know that. Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford. Really good friends? Good friends, yeah. little nugget that you only get here on Two Guys and a Girl. You had to think about which show you were on, didn't you? <laughs> like, yes, I did. Only on. <laughs> only on. <laughs> you have a tab open that says Mike Dotman. I can see it. Oh, shoot. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. He also just has so much going on for him that he doesn't know what is, is right? happening. So, at yeah. this point. <laughs> that, is the, that is exactly what is happening. Is that my first humble brag? No, there were a couple today about having your life together. I think that was probably your first one right there was, I don't go to therapy. <laughs> which I didn't go against. to the club. Right. I don't go clubbing. I'm too good for it. Uh-huh. Right. The club comes to me. Right. It's called Mellow. I just club have Mellow. it at my house. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the Maddie Mills Bar and Grill, but it's a club it's at your house. It's the whole franchise that we're starting really here is. in Joplin. Taking over this town. Absolutely taking over this town. Um, this is a good segue. Speaking of clubbing, uh, what is the most hungover you have ever been? Because I feel like we have a lot of young listeners, which we appreciate. We also have some not-so-young listeners who, uh, I don't know what my, this is my superpower, actually. I don't get hungover. If I do, I'm on my deathbed. But I'm never just like, oh, stomach's a little upset. Have a headache. It's nothing, or come find me at the ICU, or I like I'm getting wheeled out of arrows. It's like <laughs> one of the two. Can confirm. Can confirm. Like so. So mine. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Like there's two weeks. Two weeks ago, I think you had a pretty good hangover. That that is true. I feel like that was also anxiety as well as alcohol. And coffee, is that the one coffee. where you you uh, fell asleep pretty early? <laughs> yeah. That was that one. Let's, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. <laughs> and um, that's that's for another from the group chat. Yeah. Way right, way right, later way on. Way from the group chat. Later on, <laughs> off air. Uh, so most hungover we've ever been. I'll go for. I'll break the ice here. So uh, Super Bowl this past year, we were in South Beach and didn't actually have to work. Didn't have to cover the game, which was really cool. Um, but Bleach Report gave us the option to stay in town a couple extra days. So we, we did. Mello and our guy Big Country flew down. They're big Chiefs fans. I'm a Niners fan. So the hotel we were staying at, they took great care of us. They put us at like the bougiest hotel on South Beach. When you walked out of the back of our hotel, there was like a, a pool. And then the beach was right there. So we uh, looked into tickets to the game. Way too expensive for three tickets, right? Didn't want to do it. Didn't think it was going to be fun to deal with the traffic and everything. He's like, we're not going to do it. So we go lay out on the beach, drink some beers, and then we walk uh, and sitting at the pool and uh, the concierge guy comes by and is like, hey, like, what are our options to watch the game tonight? And he's like, we're actually, uh, there's a stage that goes over the pool and we're going to have like this 15 foot TV where you can watch the game, sound will be on. He's like, for $2,000, we'll give you a table front and center for the three of you. You just have to hit a $2,000 minimum, which like that's not... It's a lot of money, but it's not that crazy, right? So it's like, 
There's Matt Tumblebrag. Look at Big Country. It was like, do you think we can drink $2,000 worth tonight? Like, drink and eat. And our tab started right then. It's like, we had lunch to the end of the game. Yeah, it was like 1 o'clock maybe. Well, and Uh, one of your teams was going to win. So, someone was going to drink $2,000 worth of booze. So, challenge accepted. Fast forward, fast forward. We get to the fourth quarter. And our waitress, who was super nice, walks up. And she's like, I just want to show you where your check's at. You have to hit a $2,000 minimum. You guys aren't going to be able to do that. Drinking Michelob Ultra and Tito's. Sorry. So she starts bringing out the really good stuff and we hit that minimum fast game ends chiefs win these two spraying champagne all over the place celebrating, but we had bet on this game and the bet was the loser had to strip naked and run into the ocean. My team lost. So I'm trying to strip naked and run into the ocean with a bottle of champagne in one hand and a bottle of Tito's in the other. That's hard to do. I trip, fall, hit my head, probably get a concussion, manage to make it into the ocean, out of the ocean, close on, go to my hotel room, and it's just bad. Like, it's, I'm puking everywhere. I was so sick the next morning, I didn't pack my suitcase. I left all my clothes in Miami. I packed up my laptop, and I left all my clothes in Miami. Someone at that hotel got all my Miami clothes. Didn't did pack you a leave, thing. Did you barf all over the room? Oh, yeah. Did you leave, yeah. like, a giant tip? No. <laughs> yes, Matt. I sure No, I didn't. I was I didn't yeah, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Two mints on the pillow. I was like, hey, sorry about right? the rest. <laughs> so Mello knocks on my door. So I get the and I'm like, don't be like housekeeping. Don't be housekeeping. He opens the door. I'm in a towel, probably looking like I just rose from the dead. And he's like, What happened in here? So we just leave and go to the airport. I was hungover for two days. That's the most hungover I've ever been. The smell of opening that door. <laughs> it like hermetically <laughs> sealed. So, wasn't good. Wasn't good. I'll tell you that. Never again. Most hungover I've been. Uh, I think it was two years ago we had a fantasy draft at your loft at the time, Matt. Mm-hmm. And things had gotten kind of out of hand. And we have a rule for our fantasy draft. That if you, it's called the Browns rule. If you draft a Cleveland Brown or a player whose last name is Brown, you have to shotgun a beer. Well, That's awesome. people obviously started drafting like Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb. And I think I started doing the shotguns for people. Yes. And we weren't were like, going to drive. We weren't even going outside to do them. I was just doing them right there in the living room. I got really hung over and we had to do radio that next day on a Saturday. And in between like segments, I literally had like my arms crossed, head down in my arms. And then when it was time for me to talk, I would rise from the dead, <laughs> talk into the mic and say something and then go right back down and Matt would have to talk. Like at, at one point we were like, I don't know if we can even finish the show. It's a two hour show. I don't know if we're going to have what it takes to get through it. Waitress, we were doing it at Club 609. She was bringing me Sprite and water, crackers. crackers. I think she was even like rubbing my back. She was. I had the same clothes on from the night before. Like we were in there the night before and she was like, wow, did you even make it home? It's like, yes, I, I got an Uber home, but no, I did not have time to change my clothes. That was the roughest I've ever felt in the morning. Paige, that night, he lost his wallet, belt, pocket knife, and pants <laughs> while oh. outside. <laughs> not at home. Oh. Outside. So I'm happy to say I haven't lost clothing, um, but the most hungover I've been trying to think because besides my 21st birthday, which really doesn't count because I I literally didn't eat the whole next day until 5 p.m. I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but um, 
<laughs> that's the only thing that helped me. But probably most recently, like it was, I think it was a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, um, I went out to drinks. There's this place in Livermore that makes these really great martinis and they have martini flights. It's called Simply Fondue. Um, and I went with my mom, my godmother, and her daughter. And we uh, we were all trying to eat pretty healthy, so we didn't eat like a ton. And oh, my mom, my my mom and uh, my godmother's daughter both stopped drinking. And my godmother and I just thought it would be great to just keep going. Um, and mind you, these martinis, like they say, the equivalent of it's the equivalent of like six shots in one. Like they're really strong. Um, we had a ton and we did not eat that much and I did not realize how intoxicated I was until I got in the Uber home with my mom and the Uber driver was talking and I was like slurring my words and I could hear, I was like, Oh no, this isn't good. <laughs> um, I ended up grabbing like, usually in our house we have like a throw bowl, which is like a gross bowl. But, like if someone has a flu or something or whatever you grab it but I couldn't find it and I didn't know where it was it like stays in your garage and it's just always there if someone needs it and I couldn't find it so I grabbed like our one of our regular bowls and I got sick in it I got sick in my bed um I also woke up the next morning with a bag of chips in there because I knew I wanted to stop getting sick and I knew I needed to like eat something to like help settle my stomach a little bit and so I woke up with a bag of chips in my bed and had gotten sick. And then that next day, I, I couldn't even sit up. Like, I, I honestly, like, I think it was a Sunday. And I, my, we, like, watch football and lay on the couch. But I had a blanket over my head. My mom brought me McDonald's. That's and the move. The McGriddle from McDonald's is literally the best hangover cure in the whole <laughs> world. We'll get to that, though. Um, but my mom took a picture and sent it to my brother, who was at school. Okay. And um, was like, look at your sister. And I had, like, a blanket over my head with the McDonald's. Well, my dad called me later that day and he's like, Hey, how are you feeling? And I'm like, what? Like, how does he know? And I guess my brother had told him about the picture of me being hungover. So not only did I have my brother making fun of me, my dad also found out everybody had found out at that point, everyone had seen the picture. So the humiliation was pretty bad, but that was like recently. So, um, that's probably the most hungover I've been in a really long time. So shout out my godmother, Shelly for that one. Cause it's a great opportunity for listener interaction so they should tweet us their most hungover stories yes. uh, at two guys a girl pod because i love hearing these things because it makes me feel like i'm not the only stupid person in the world right. you know so it's like, like oh we're all dumb okay everybody good. has their one event but i love that Paige is like yeah the mcgriddle from mcdonald's that's the go-to because mine is mcdonald's fries i'll get a vitamin water because i think they put something in that that is actually like helping me recover like all the vitamin c <laughs> But I don't know what they do with the McDonald's fries. There's something in there that just absorbs everything and then cures you. If I'm ever hungover, I'll go to McDonald's, large order of fries, eat it up, feel fine. It, it takes like 30 minutes. I so feel I'm better. a sausage biscuit at McDonald's kind of guy. Sausage biscuit and a Sprite. Problem solved. <laughs> like that. I know. Like I would never <laughs> order this otherwise. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, let's go to Taco Bell. Like for me, oh. like Waffle House, Taco Bell, those are end of the night places. Do you not guys want to know something? So <laughs> I've never had Waffle House. The fuck? What? I'm from California. <laughs> You've never left and you there. Stayed there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. I've never, never well, had Waffle House. Next time stuff. you go, like you cover the SEC or anything like that, that ends you up in Alabama you can't like walk 500 feet without running into a waffle house. If you get some smothered hash browns, scrambled eggs and bacon and some buttered toast at three that, in the morning, 
I know you're having much. I can barely no, but I can barely eat that much. Like I can literally take two bites of something and that's it. I'm not like a big like eat a ton of food. You get so drunk at Martini Day. So (laughs) true. So I'm saying this is you put down that that foundation at the end of the night. You're good because then the alcohol is trapped by what you ate that day in the Waffle House food. (laughs) So it's just try can't get out. It's trapped. And it just mixes together. Right. It's like oh, this is fine. We know what to do with this. Yep. Then you're good to go. So, Paige, what's your go-to hangover food? Yours is the McGriddle. McGriddle. Yep. This is uh, not sponsored by McDonald's. McDonald's. Segment. It could be <laughs> if we, if they wanted to. Totally in. But it's all the chemicals in their food. Here, let's undo this potential sponsorship. It's all the chemicals. I think it's just the salt. I, I, really I think do. half of our listeners probably have a McDonald's fry underneath their car seat right now. Probably go grab it. It looks the same. It's probably from two years ago. Those things don't change over time. There's no mold. The shape, the size, the color. It's all the same. I don't know what the that it's is. Such a it's good not point. a potato. Oh, no, it'll cure your hangover. No, definitely not. Uh, So what gets you hungover? A little more group chat information here. Uh, Your go-to cocktail, um, Mellow, your go-to cocktail. I know it's it's very, very detailed. Yeah, there's a lot to it, a lot of ingredients that, you know, really handcrafted stuff here. It's Tito's and Sprite. Um, With a lemon? No, don't need it. Yeah, just Tito's and Sprite. That's it. I don't do the lemon or lime. I don't, I don't mess around with it. Even if it's like, oh, I'll have a water. Oh, do you want a lemon with it? No, I do not. I, I wanted a water, not water. a lemonade. I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, do you have a lemon? <laughs> <laughs> right, that, that was a personality uh, question. Now you <laughs> totally understand Mellow and I. Um, yeah. yeah, Matt, what's yours? Um, this is going to sound like a humble brag. Okay. It's not that humble actually. So there's a cocktail no, named no after me. It, it, there's a cocktail named after me at six or nine and it's actually my go-to cocktail. So there it is. It's called the Matt Miller. My go-to cocktail is named the Matt Miller. So and it is what, like what's in it. It's though? Knob Creek, uh, Cointreau, uh, ginger ale, and then a muddle orange slice. So it's really good. It's like, it's light. It's refreshing, but it's good. Like, and you can put whatever bourbon you want. I use Woodford, but you can use Knob Creek, Maker's Mark, whatever. It's good. It's very good. Mellow's never had one. I don't drink bourbon. Really? At all. Yeah, not ashamed to say it too. I don't like it. I think it tastes disgusting. Oh, see, I like it. Um, I don't really have a go-to. man than I am. Yeah. You don't have a go-to? Maybe it's the martini. No, it's mostly like if I'm out, like I usually do vodka waters with lemon. Um, But I'm all over the map. Like it just depends on my mood. Like if I'm, you know, out wine tasting here like obviously i'm gonna have a shit ton of wine red wine is my like kryptonite but i just don't drink it that often because it's not that great for you to drink all the time but um wait i thought it was good for you what i thought red wine was good for you it is but it's not good for your waistline oh okay clearly i care a lot about that yeah (laughs) so um no i drink vodka waters usually which is what gets me because that's there's not a lot to absorb much, but at least you're hydrating at the same time. But I always have to have like a lemon in there. Mello was just telling me I need to switch to vodka waters. Yep. So there we go. We can be basic together, Paige. Yep. Not together together. We can be basic no. at the same time. That's, That's what I meant. Um, which last group chat uh, topic here, uh, being together. Uh, the Dallas fan, his girlfriend trying to kiss him through the L. And Paige has a hot take on this. I felt like, bad. Hot. I felt bad because everyone on the internet was like, oh my gosh, she's so supportive. So for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, the Cowboys were getting their ass kicked and this fan has his like hand in his face or yeah, his ha- face in his hand. 
and he's upset and his girlfriend's like leaning over like kissing him like multiple times on the cheek and like trying to be supportive and I can tell you guys for certain that if someone tried like my boyfriend like tried to like kiss me while my team was like losing I don't care what game it is like people are like oh it's just a game it's just a regular season game like no I would flip out like you can't even look at me during a game when my team's losing let alone trying to be like emotional and feely like maybe a couple hours later okay cool like whatever try to make it make me feel better in that way cool but like (laughs) but do not hardcore try and kiss me during a game when my team is losing because I will break up with you maybe we'll get back together a couple hours later but like that to me like you don't do it I can't even have people like say anything to me or like I don't think it's cute when guys like jokingly try and troll me about my team like that's not funny to me that's not the way to my heart like that's the way to get you blocked right (laughs) it's the absolute way to get me blocked at least I know that about myself. Maybe that's my toxic trait. Like, I'm not good at taking a joke when my team is losing. No, so I saw it and was like, oh, like, well, I mean, I took the side of, like, that's really sweet and romantic. And, like, at least she was at the game with him. And, like, she cares enough to console him. <laughs> Clearly, she loves this guy. But you're making me question every fucking thing I thought about relationships now where it's like, hey, don't fucking touch me right now. Like, let me be upset, which is probably how I would actually be. Maybe, maybe it's like, just know your boundaries. Like that's maybe what he needed. So in that specific moment, like that's probably sweet of her. Cause he wasn't like pushing her off. But like, I can tell you that like, I would not be, I would not receive that. Well, I'd be like, what are you doing? Please get off me. This is very frustrating. I'm trying to watch a game. Like, I don't know. I get that my team's losing, but just like, let me have my moment. But I think that's just also how like I take losing as opposed to like, relationship status i just would hope someone who's in a relationship with me knows not to mess with me until like game's over and you give me at least like 30 minutes after see like when i was married we took a trip to colorado and it was the second weekend in october i was like this is great like let's go perfect time i have to watch the texas ou game though we went on a weekend it's like i have to do that uh and then whatever else don't care about the rest of the game so we did we were in a cabin super nice texas got their asses kicked like they didn't just lose like they did this season they got their asses kicked and obviously I was frustrated with it like I wasn't happy about it it's not like it wrecked my whole day like I can take a loss and then go on and have fun like we did it this year like Texas lost went out had a good time no problems but my ex-wife was like are you really gonna let this ruin our whole day is this gonna ruin the whole trip and I'm like no it's fine like I'm not happy about it but let's still go out and enjoy Colorado And she kept just going at me like, why are you this upset over a stupid game? It's just a game. No. Those are, no, it is. Those are fighting words. It's just a game. Exactly. So I I hate that. I liked it. It was at least like, Hey, like understands what our guys going through. Like this sucks. A a season that they thought they were going to be in the playoffs and like maybe even win the Super Bowl. Now they're sitting in like one and five. So at least she's like patting him on the back. Like, Hey, it's okay. We're going to get through this together and not being like, are you seriously crying over a stupid game on a Monday night right now? So that's fair. I sympathize with her. It seems like they would be the right couple to send in a just the tip question. Boom. Look at that segue. <laughs> look at that shit. Send it. I pride myself on segues. Paige. I don't know if you've so noticed that. Professional. You know, what would be cool is if when you did a segue, you didn't mention that it was a segue. Each no, time. that's what makes it funny is when I do mention it. Right. Every time. He's working on it. He's going to tell you all about it. And then it's like, we have to start the segue over again. I (laughs) fucking butchered the transition. Anyway, Justin Tip is back. Yeah. I'm 
I'm excited about it uh, because uh, we've been putting it out there like all summer. Like maybe this is something that we could bring back. Maybe it's something that we could even do like on a radio show. Maybe it's something we could do for the new podcast. Um, and then people were actually like very responding this time. So I'm excited to get a whole new group of dilemmas and you know even new listeners who maybe don't even know what it is. If you're going through something and you want to put it to like your group chat, maybe you don't want to um, put it to your friends, but you still need help. You still want answers. Send it to us. My DMs always open. Send it to us, your friends. Especially for the just the tip dilemmas. Yeah. So let's get to the first one. Uh, I'm dating a year old. Things are going well, but her friends hate me. What do I do? Mm. Who wants to go first? Mellow. See, I think that one's tough, but at the same time, it's really important. Because like if you're dating someone and their friends hate you, you're going to run into a tough situation of like hanging out together. And hate is a strong word. So it's not even like, eh, I'm neutral here. Eh, I just like them. Ugh, friends hate you. That's going to be tough to recover from. And maybe you should ask yourself why. <laughs> why, yeah. why do the friends? <laughs> yeah, start I mean, there. I've definitely dated girls that you strongly disliked and it didn't affect our friendship. You could say hate. Yeah, okay. I definitely <laughs> dated some girls that you hated and it didn't affect our friendship, but it affected, like there had to be like a separation of church and state. Like I did things with you. Yeah. I did things with her. And when we did things together, it was just kind of awkward. Yeah. Right? So that's going to be a tough Yeah, spot. that wouldn't work for, for me. But what I can tell you not to do is don't start with a conversation where you go, I know you guys hate me, but like, I really love your friend and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't do that because then her uh -huh. friends think that like you're saying that she's saying that stuff to you and she's telling you so you could just get better at whatever it is that drives them crazy. I would start by having a conversation with your significant other about why their friends don't necessarily like you and go from there. Also, I'm trying this new thing in my life, very, very new, where you can't control people's reactions to what you do. Like, all you can do is control what you do. So, like, if their reaction is they don't like you and there's not a good reason, that's their problem, not your problem. So, yeah. do have a conversation with your girl. Be like, hey, why don't your friends like me what I do? Is it because they're worried about losing time with you? Is it because they're worried about they're, you know, just protective of you? It could be a million things that have nothing to do with you. Yep. Yeah. Or it could just be a misunderstanding. They don't actually hate you. Maybe they're just a little bit quiet. Right. I didn't send this question in and change the sexes. I know Paige thinks that. Look at that face. <laughs> I didn't do this. This wasn't me. That would have been clever. I was smirking the whole time you, you were reading it. <laughs> Not the case. This wasn't me. Right. Uh, next question. <laughs> My neighbors have a sweet hot tub and pool, but they also make racist comments on Facebook. Do we try to use the pool or no? Use no. it and fucking pee in it. <laughs> pee in that pool. I want your piss in that pool. I saw, Why? I There's so much chlorine. chlorine. It's going to go away anyway. People pee it's in pools the, all the time. It's just the joy of knowing I peed in that person's pool. And don't wipe your feet off when you get in. I don't know. I don't think I would want to be associated with somebody like that. To like even be seen in their house, like if somebody else drives by and like sees your car, sees you in the backyard, and they're like, ugh. Oh, I took yeah. this as a like we're sneaking too? in their pool thing. No. Don't no. be friends with them. It's a, no. hey, they... Hey, they want to be that. friends and like, yeah. do we ask? Well, actually it's more so that, that person wants to be friends with them because they do have a pool and they can hang out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, find find a different pool, find a different place. Nope. Right. Don't Get a it. gym right. membership that yeah. has a pool. Yeah. Like, Get yourself a new pool. Gyms right? aren't There's open everywhere. Okay. Relax. Oh, sorry. We live in Missouri where no one cares about if you die or not. So <laughs> gyms are open like all the time. You can do whatever yeah. you want here. Great. Basically. Yep. Uh, I say don't use the pool. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth it, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> it's Mel's gonna be on TikTok. I did it. <laughs> right? They're gonna be in the pool with their phones. Uh, okay, third question. We just hired a girl at work and she's pretty cute and I want to ask her out, but I don't know how to. 
Ooh, so this is tough. We've been dealing with this a little bit in the office, not with either of us, uh, just with how to approach, <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit, how to approach women because it is harder. Like there is a pandemic going on. Also, it's not like where you used to like just meet people out in society. Now, so much of our interactions are social media based. Uh, so how do you ask her out? I don't think you start there. Number one, I think you got to establish like a connection, some chemistry, like is like maybe she interested a little bit. Like you don't have to go as far as like asking her friends if she's into you. We're not in high school anymore. But I do think you don't just go straight in and be like, hey, you want to get a coffee after work sometime. I don't know. Maybe just fucking do that. That works pretty well. And I would say avoid it at all costs. Oh. Uh, dating somebody that you work with is going to be tough. I made that mistake one time. And let me tell you, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. I, <laughs> yes, it it, was. I say date, but I should put it in quotation marks. Sorry, mom. Um, they know where you're at from eight to five. And for me, in my experience, she thought it was maybe something a little more serious than I did. She told everyone that we were dating when in fact we were not. Yeah, that's and then um, if she ever wanted to talk to me, uh, I couldn't just ignore a text. I couldn't ghost because she knew where I was. She would literally just come see me at work. And then you have to run into that hard conversation of like, hey, I'm sorry you thought this was more than what I did. And then you have to show up the next day at work. And she's still there. It's going to be difficult. I'm just waiting. Find somebody you don't work with. What would be I need more to take awkward, some notes. Right? Her, <laughs> to what's respond. More that happening or her listening to this? <laughs> well, it's been like 10 years. So I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. All just, right. Just in case. You just never know. So, I do think that not dating people is work Facebook. is tough. It is, yep. Um, well, at first I had a very simple answer, but now you guys made it a little bit more complicated, especially Mello. Um, Matt, you're right. Definitely like take it slow. See if she's interested. See if you get the, the vibe that, that maybe she likes you. Don't go directly into like, Hey, I think you're really cute. Would you want to go out sometime? Do not, please don't, please don't comment on her physical hey, so appearance. It <laughs> says like DTF question mark. No, yeah, do right. not do that. Right. Um, oh, but I agree. I also agree with Mello. Just don't, dip your pen in the company ink. It's just not a good call. Oh, <laughs> it's just not a good, good call, especially when you don't think it's serious because you shouldn't be doing that if it's not serious anyway. Um, the other thing right. is ghosting. Um, you need to be an adult and have the conversation. I do not no, believe don't. in ghosting. Yes, you do. Unless if you, if you tell them one time, hey, I'm not interested and they continue, then you can ghost them. But if you don't have the conversation, I'd much rather someone say to me, Paige, I like I had a really nice time, but like I just don't see you as like okay. Oh, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do that all the time. Yeah, but like to if just somebody go slides somebody my DMs and I'm not interested. Oh no, not- no 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 no! But if you've like established a relationship yeah. with them, if you've been out with them, like you were yeah. saying, like you couldn't ghost because you worked with them. Like if no, you've I'll started that, you can't. Do you? You've right. got then to you have, have, have the conversation. conversation. Yeah. yeah. Just if have bodily fluids have been exchanged, you gotta have a conversation exactly but right. even if they haven't like even if you've been out a couple times because right. well no i mean do- like but at least then but at least, yeah, right but if you've gone on two dates you probably need to do the hey like here's why i went on a date once this girl she was super nice but she was like a huge uh she supported the other political party than me and it was one of those things that like she was fervent about it and so like i'm okay if like we have some ideological differences but like putting kids in cages something i'm not cool with so like can't really get on board with you supporting it you know so right (laughs) yeah you have two kids you don't put kids in cages no and so no i was just like hey i had a nice time thank you but i feel like we're just too different on issues that matter to me so i'm just gonna say thanks for your time and good luck 
Yeah. And I also think you just have to be careful not to lead people on too. like, you don't like if someone's texting me, like if I've been out with a guy and then like, I can tell he's been texting me (laughs) and he's been texting me, like, I'm going to say, Hey, like, I actually don't think this is really going anywhere. And it has, it's not, it's not you. It's me. Uh, but because mostly it is like, I just don't feel it. So I'm like, all right, cool. But I'd much rather people be honest than ghosting. I do not believe in ghosting unless someone will not stop. Then I believe in ghosting because that's definitely happened too. Two things. People should watch this on YouTube as well as listening to it because you get more of a show. You get a lot more of a show. Secondly, this is off topic. Do you guys want to hear my breakup line? It's undefeated. So I want to share it with our listeners because you're going to need it. Okay. And is this so that girls that date you in the future know this is you breaking up with them too? Yes. Also that. So <laughs> can establish. It's it actually right now. super simple. Ready? Get the fuck out. No, that's not it. I'm joking. <laughs> that's not really it. That's not it. <laughs> it is. Here it is. Ready? So I'm going to look at Mel when I say this. So you have been very important to me and I'm very thankful for all the time we had together, <laughs> but we were just what each other needed in this moment. And now we need to be other people. So thank you. How can you get mad at that? You that can't sounds like a me. movie line. <laughs> I am a writer. So there it is. Save that. It works every time. Thank you for mentioning you were a writer. I was curious about that. Thank you. Yep. People do wonder. Next question. Interested in our opinions after the last episode. If a girl insists on splitting the bill on a date, does it mean she enjoyed the date or just wants it to be over with? So I'm big into like psychology and body language and things like that. I tend to think if she offers to pay, it means that she had a good time because maybe I'm wrong here, Paige, but if it were me, like, and I had a bad time, you're paying for the fucking meal. Like, yep. To me, it's that. So a thousand percent. Yeah. I would hate, I hate to admit. I don't ever want to see you again. You're getting the fucking notch. I hate to admit that I'm that petty, but yeah, I'm like, no, <laughs> on you. <laughs> if so I were a woman, that's what I would do. We're three for three because that's what I would think too. It, but even if she, like you said last episode, Paige, like even if she offers once, like that's cool. I can still pay for it. But if I didn't have a good time and I was the female in the, in the relationship, yeah, no yeah. chance. Don't and be like the person s- that just dates for free meals, though. Like, yeah. the, you know what? They're soup kitchens. Like, don't do that. <laughs> like, you know, like, come on. Don't just, you're not trying to get the, the two for 25 at Applebee's yeah. so you go out with a guy. Like, there are that other ways. A good deal, though. <laughs> but that always get you upcharged to like $50. <laughs> it's like your drink is $3. And that appetizer, mm-hmm. oh, you, nobody wants lettuce wraps. You oh, want you want cheese sticks. with your salad. Yeah, right. that's the exactly. next 10 bucks. Like, I could have gone to Chili's. And had a good meal by the time that you've upcharged me. Chili's is better than Applebee's. Let's just get that oh, out without of a doubt. Yeah, that's not even a, a topic of conversation. <laughs> it's just a fact. Sometimes we like to go to Chili's for the fajitas. They have the best fajitas, but fajitas. of a chain restaurant. Yes, <laughs> they're delicious. Trust me on this. They didn't trust me on it either. And then they had them once. It was like, he's right. They're good. I've definitely had fajitas there. I like their queso. See? And they're buffalo wings. They're boneless. But well, they don't, they're, they're buffalo too. nuggets because they don't have bones. Right. right. <laughs> uh, unlike a buffalo, which has bones. Uh, next question. I'm recently single after a four-year relationship. Finally decided to start sliding in the DMs now and need some tips. Should I go with funny one-liners or just a simple hey to get the convo going? Don't okay. go hey. You can't just go hey. No. Hey. hey. I think you got to go with, you got to find like a commonality. You know, like something like be like, what would you say to them in person? I think that's what you do on a DM. Like I had someone do this to me the other day and they were like, uh, we're, we have a mutual friend. I think you're attractive. This is awkward. And it was like, 
I mean, that's better than nothing. Okay. Like better than a lie, you know. I if you're respond, if but. you're DMing a girl, please don't comment on her uh, physical appearance. That's just even if you're like you're so beautiful, like that's just Sweet. it. <laughs> it just like I don't know, like that. You can get to that. I think like that's the thing that's just like like a little weird. Where it's like, hey, you're so cute. It's like, okay, well, you don't even know me, so you're just DMing me because you think I'm attractive, which I get as part of the initial attraction whatever you got it you got to flip that cover yeah so So, um it it also opens it up to like i think you're attractive so i'm gonna let a lot of other things slide um about you which is just weird so um yeah i would say go with like a joke or or what if you're not funny because a lot of guys try to joke and they just come across as like a dick or like maybe they like try to like be sarcastic and it comes off as like really rude I've heard of this happening. And so I think you got to be careful with the joke because you can think well, something's yeah. funny and like people try to joke with me on Twitter and I think they're coming at me and I'll be like, fuck your family. And they're like, dude, I was joking. So <laughs> like context gets lost through text. You are terrible about that. I'm really yeah. bad about that. I'm just like hair trigger. Like, oh, okay, well your mom's ugly. Like, and then they're like, I was joking. So I think you got to yeah. be careful with jokes. You Maybe can't joke you about anything like appearance wise or emotional wise like i don't know jokes are make it like g-rated <laughs> make it punny i don't know make it a dad joke like i respond better to dad jokes like that's that's my my go-to if someone says a dad joke that's funnier to me than them being like wow Paige, you're so pretty and i just and like that's just creeps me out a little so do you want a dad joke like off a story that you've posted so like you don't add and automatically hit them with like the form letter of like thank you for accepting my friend request we have a lot of mutuals you're so what if i slid in your dms and was like you look like a page out of a book i'd like to read yes if i get that dm now because of this i'm gonna be so fucking pissed um that's hilarious first of all that's excellent um i know you so it wouldn't be weird but if a stranger i know but just like a guy if a guy if a guy on like a dating app said that that'd be kind of funny but like if it was just on twitter or like instagram then i'd probably be creeped out i don't know because i feel like if you're on a dating app you're actually trying well debatable Um, yeah like if you're on a dating app you're kind of signing up for exactly like you're expecting the messages like i'm my twitter account and my instagram account is not me looking to to be in a relationship well you can't find good relationships on there seen it happen yeah heard of it never seen it um i don't we didn't really answer that question so just be authentic right that's the i I think it's hard to because like every situation is different too Mm -hmm. don't don't do the simple hey that's you're yeah, because then there's nothing, and or don't like do the hey, what's up? Like that's weird, but also just like again, like you said, be yourself. Like because and if they don't respond, fuck them. Exactly, because <laughs> you're no worse off if they don't respond. But I do think like don't just immediately respond. Like wait for an opportunity instead of being like, oh, she added me. I got to say something. Like wait, play the long game Plot. every now and then. Yes, it's not a game, right? guys. Not a game. Right? I'm just not a game. Uh, another question is getting a drink nowadays considered a date. So if yeah. it's like, hey, you want to grab a drink? Yep, I think I think so. it is. Yeah, I think me too. Because you're, yeah. Anytime someone wants to spend individual time with you, like that's a date. A date. Or she's an yep. alcoholic. And it's kind of like the first step before like the dinner. Like, hey, let's just grab a couple drinks, see where it goes, and then maybe even that night you could turn it into dinner. Oh, I don't do all of that. I like plans. See, I don't either, but I know that like <laughs> other people have. Like, I've slid in the DMs of girls before, and they'd be like, all right, let's get a drink. And then if like it goes well, then the night keeps going yeah obviously and then that helps you with what we talked about last show splitting the check like then you can be like 
you know, hey, do you want to grab right. dinner? And she's like, yeah, let me get the drinks. And they'd be like, cool, I'll pay for dinner. Let's mm-hmm. go. And so. I start drinking at like four o'clock. So, right. Then that just leads into dinner. That's it. Don't get drunk on a first date or second date. Maybe don't get drunk on a date. Maybe yeah, wait till you've been in that relationship for a bit. Right. Like now's not the time to show her how many Coors Lights you can drink. Like take it easy. <laughs> is that like a guy <laughs> tip or is that like a guy and a girl tip? I think that's all the way around. Okay. Like you don't need to have martini Mondays on your first date. You know, <laughs> no. like, take it easy, Karen. You're going to be okay. Uh, I don't know. That's just, I mean, like have one, but like, this is the time to like sip, like not chug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that. usually you like take the edge off, knock the nerves out. Right. And so, it also gives you something to do while they're talking because you don't want to just like awkwardly <laughs> sit there. So you can like sip your drink while they're talking. You're making eye contact, but it breaks up the eye contact. Mm-hmm. It allows you to be a little more comfortable with your hands because they're doing something. I think about this shit all the time. Yeah. Maybe, drink. maybe this is what, <laughs> Me too. Um, maybe this is why I'm so bad at first dates is because like I am a super lightweight, so I can't have like one and drive. So I usually stay sober on a first date. And so I think that's why I am like so tense and so awkward because I cannot oh, drink like what. And also like we're in coronavirus. I'm not taking Uber right now. Um, so yeah, I think that's I, you just landed on why I, I may have struggles on have first dates. Have you had like have a one. Zoom cocktail with any boys yet? Or they're like, hey, boys. like it's not with any men. Is it, it's not responsible to go out in a bar right now, maybe. It's like. I've done like a park date, but it was close enough to my house where I could walk home. Oh, okay. Was it like a picnic? <laughs> I planned it out, yeah. I planned oh, it out. I was like, yeah, because I, I want to be responsible. Don't drink and drive mm-hmm. people. Um, right. And we had like brunch at a park. That's cute. I always want to do a picnic date, but we don't really like picnicking in Missouri is kind of a can't do it. It's too fucking hot in the summer and then it just gets cold and rains. So yeah, it's like 80 degrees in October. So a day when you can have a picnic and everyone does it. So and there's like Jomo's not known for its picnic spots. I know that's a shocker. Some people, not a lot of great parks around here. All right. Last question's a long one. So get ready for this. Uh, How do I deal with this awkward situation? My wife and I are friends with a couple who we hang out with probably once a month. About a month or so ago, we found out that she had an affair and they're planning on getting a divorce. Ultimately, they decided to stay together. We've hung out with them twice since then and it's been super awkward because of how poorly she's treated him in front of us. Despite her being the guilty party in the affair, she's basically treated him like her bitch. She's nice to everyone, but is incredibly condescending to him and hateful towards him. While we all hang out, my wife and his wife are really close. While we are just casual friends. Additionally, she's our primary babysitter. So I don't want to do something to ruin that relationship. What would you do in this scenario? Watch the dinner party episode of The Office first. This is your life. Like, this is it. Minus the affair. So the wives are friends. Wives are close. The husbands are just cheating. The cheater is your babysitter. Guys are acquaintances. Uh I think that's where you talk to your wife and be like, hey, I don't like, this is uncomfortable. It's awkward when we're around them. I understand you two are friends, but like, why don't you all do something? Like, and I'll, I have my friends. I don't like, this is a situation where I want you to go do your thing. I don't agree with the, the, what she did to him. I don't agree with what she speaks to him. Uh, I'm just going to not be involved. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's a tough situation. I agree with you, though. I, I think you have to find a way to maybe sever the ties with the whole couple retreat thing because uh, that doesn't sound to be working. Um, sounds like it might be time for them to re-talk about that whole divorce topic, right. though. Wow. That's, I can't imagine being that in a toxic relationship like that. 
Yeah, I I would say get a new babysitter. Yeah, they're not um, hard to find. Yeah, there's I, an app for that now. I'm they're, sure your wife has other friends. Um, but yeah, definitely talk to your wife about it. And be like, this makes me uncomfortable, and like, I get she's your friend, but like, that's your deal. And if like you're not going to hold her accountable for, I guess, like just being a better person, I don't know, and not being rude to her husband in front of you, then I don't know how close you guys actually are. I'm also always afraid that like who you surround yourself with, you start to become that. So like, I wouldn't want my wife to think like, Hey, like, so you're going to talk to me that way because she talks to him that way. Or like you're hanging out with a cheater. You're going to become like, or do we really want our child around that environment? Like I have a lot of problems with this situation. Me too. This guy can be my friend. You don't need them. Yeah. Anyway. Matt and Mello will watch your kid. You don't want me to <laughs> bring it up. I actually don't really like anybody else's kids besides my own. I think that's just like the whole teaching for five years. Yeah. Thing. I'm just kind of done with kids for the moment. I'll bounce back. All right. I'll babysit your kid. <laughs> there you go. Just fly it out. Right. <laughs> Meet at the Bay Bridge and you can go do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. That works. Uh, that's our show. Thank you, Hunter Dozier. Thank you to our amazing listeners for the Just the Tip questions. You can keep sending those to Mellow's DMs. And uh, we'll be back next week with more fun stuff. Oh, don't forget to retweet the t-shirts, koozies, the prize pack from Boulevard because they're amazing. I think that's it, right? And happy birthday to us. Oh, Pedro. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to us. Happy birthday to you. We'll be a lot more mature the next time you see us. <laughs> Older, wait. not really wiser, but whatever. Same here. Okay, bye.